RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Tuesday is Tech Tuesday with Stephen Sykes, and Stephen joins me again from his command control bunker. I don't, I don't know, computer center. What do you call it, Stephen? What is it? Mission control. Uh, bottom, bottom of the ocean. Okay, okay, down in Christchurch, and uh, here um, today we're going to talk about electromagnetic fields (EMF). I can hear ears pricking up already. We'll get to that shortly. But first of all, let's do what we've done the last few programs and address some of the feedback which comes in. We get, you know, a reasonable amount. So what have people been um, contacting us, you, me, us, uh, regards Tech Tuesday with in the past week or so? Let's run through the uh, the list of things. Well, somebody wrote in to say that their neighbor's son um, got, I can't quite work out the words here, um, our neighbor's son got hit in the main street of Hamilton last year and the cops couldn't be bothered to access the cameras that cover the city. Couldn't be bothered. Maybe they get sick and tired of having to look at these endless hours of of footage, you know. Either that or, you know, what uh, P.D. Williams was saying that, you know, there's, uh, was it a 99% chance that crims will get away from um, things like... Uh, Ram rating and other things like that, because the cops don't bother investigating, or you know, the chances that bad guys are going to get caught are pretty slim. So it could be a bit, bit of that too. Well, imagine you know um, your 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 superior saying, "Okay, please sit down there and go through that eight thousand hours of footage, please." Yeah, you'll probably miss it. You go, nah, don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, or or later on, say, "No, we didn't see anything. We went through it all. We didn't see anything." Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just yeah. so I can go home for the day. Yeah. Um, someone else said the home security cameras you buy and can access online. How do we know others aren't already accessing it as well? Well, the simple answer is you don't. No. Or do you um, assume they are? Do you assume? I would assume that they are because if you can access it offline, then someone else can. Potentially, right. you know, um, software backdoors, things like that. There's also um, you need to be mindful that. Sometimes certain camera systems will phone home on purpose in order to see if there's a new software update. Right. Okay. But <clears throat> and those sorts of things could be exploited as a backdoor um, to take advantage of any kind of flaws that the camera has. Is there encryption on these systems at all? Oh yeah, but um, encryption isn't a silver bullet. It's it's another tool in the toolbox. But at the same time, if there's um, if there's flaws that can be exploited, you'll know that someone will be trying to be, particularly if there's a particular flaw known with a certain make and model of camera. You bet your boots that when such a flaw gets made known, that not everybody will be going to upgrade the software on the cameras. So there'll be the bad guys out there actively trying to find cameras that they can break yeah. into. They'll fish around until they find something. Is that how it works? Pretty much, yep. Okay. What so, else I have mean, we got? If you've already got one of those systems and you want to mitigate against that, um, it's not for the faint-hearted, but you can, at your router level, block your camera from going to certain networks. But at the same time, that's probably going to prevent you from looking at the camera from outside of your house. So if you Which wanna, is the whole point. Which is kind of the whole point. Um, yep. I can think of other ways around it but again it's it's not uh it's not for the faint heart um the best way i think is to 
simply build your own, not buy one off the shelf. Buying one off the shelf is cheaper, of course, because they're mass-produced. And But if you get the right bits and pieces and put them together and get some free open-source software, for example, like ZoneMinder, um, then you can have um, your cake and eat it. Okay. You can try remote viewing. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you can with something like ZoneMinder, but at the same time, there's no, um, shall we say, um, big tech um, place for it to go phone home to. Your remote viewing is an ESP, like parapsychology kind of thing. Okay, so uh, what else have we um, had come in? Somebody um, said about putting uh, sticky dots on VT and Z cameras as well, but I wonder if they mean NZTA cameras. I can see uh, me with a high-vis vest, work boots, and a ladder looking the part, placing large sticky dots on them. Thank you and the team. Our little pocket of sanity. Have a great day. So yeah, I was a... thinking with the stickers, yep, yep. to get creative, you want to use ones that have, on when you stick it over the over the lens of the camera, it's got a smiley face on it, yeah. an, um, a smiling emoji, or maybe a frowning emoji with a shaking hand going, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, look, is it... Uh... I mean, what what uh, is it? Interference with the equipment, or is it is it illegal to put a sticker over something like that? I don't know. I, I mean, you could make an argument that it's invading your privacy. Oh, definitely. And it's not necessarily damaging it, is it? No, you're just preventing it from working. You're not breaking anything. Well, it's still working. Still, it's still recording an image. <laughs> yeah, of a smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, or whatever. Though you'd have to get the focus on that, just right. But, but yes. I just wonder if there's actually anything naughty about it, really. I don't know. I, I'm not encouraging people, you know, disclaimer on that. But uh, if you're not vandalizing it, you're not um, disabling it. Technically, uh, you know, its function still is there. It's just that you're not allowing it to see to pervert you, basically. In simple terms, yes. Yeah. I think you can make a good case for that. Yeah. Someone's going going to try one day, I'm sure. Whether the establishment agrees is another story. Okay, any others before we... Uh, The last one was, thank you, Stephen, particularly the line, cannot confirm or deny. And what was that about? Actually, I think it was a question you asked me, um, and uh, I strategically answered without answering. Oh, because you would have revealed too much. Something along those lines, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. Okay, well, thanks for um, engaging with uh, this feature for Tech Tuesday, and you can email to uh, realitycheck.radio, uh, inbox at realitycheck.radio, or you can text in at 2057. Okay, EMF. When I hear that that um, acronym or those letters, I, I keep thinking of a pop group. <laughs> uh, You're thinking but- of ELO? Well, ELO, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of them, M&M. Um, so EMF. Now, it's fair to say, I think, that you, you try and talk about this and people think you're woo-woo. Yeah, well, but... Some the, people do. There's a lot of things that, you know, people think you woo-woo about until it happens to them or everyone starts talking about it. Right. Well, electromagnetic fields are nothing new. They've been around, well, since electricity was kind of discovered. Yes. Okay. So where do we start on this story? Well, the more and more time goes on, the more of the soup that we are bathing in. So even before we start even 
start talking about 5G, um, there was a woman um, in Kaipo, actually, here in Christchurch, who even in the 1990s experienced issues with her animals because she lived um, particularly close to an AM um, radio station tower. Right. Yep. Which uh, was causing um, all kinds of harmful things to her animals. And she um, bred racehorses. And some of the horses, when uh, walking around, they looked like they were, um, I think in her words, she said, uh, working, walking on hot coal, just the way they were behaving. And they would subject to the radiation coming off of these towers. And this was back in the 1990s. And you can find on YouTube, there's a three-part um, sort of documentary, if you like, by um, Jeff Wefferson. And you can find out more about what's happened to her and her horses. And she ended up becoming um, electromagnetic hypersensitive. Um, yeah, well, those uh, AM transmitters were pretty powerful. I've got a bit of experience um, of those from back in the day. And and depending on, on the location, I mean, the one in Wellington for the – 2YA as it was was a hundred thousand watts, and yeah. you know you get up close to it and you you can almost hear the music playing out of you out of you. You know it's yes. Uh, so they are very, they were very powerful. So I can I can believe that. You know I, I can well, believe that. She was told when she moved there that it wasn't a you know not an issue, and things sort of got worse when um, I think an FM transmitter was put there and then the power got cranked up on it and then that's when more and more things started happening. She noticed that um, the range on her cordless phone, not cell phone, but cordless phone, the range on it um, would only be good for 10 metres from the base point because of the um, interference from the tower. Yeah, well, um, FM is VHF, isn't it? So it's a higher frequency again. It is, yep. Yeah, and it seems to be frequency has a lot to do with it. Yeah, it does. And yeah. you you can um see the effect on, on nature on certain trees. If you if you can, um look at trees to see if you can find any that on one side of the tree, um, it looks like it might be dead, like the leaves have come off or it's grown abnormally. And then co- compare that with the other side of the tree, which could be abundant in leaves. There's imagery from all around the world that wow, I've seen. I, I haven't seen those. I hadn't heard of that. Yeah. So um, trees can be um, relatively decent blocks of um, of radiation, but of course the trees, the tree is what's copping it. It's taking one for the team. It's taking one for the team, and I've, I've seen imagery where. Um, in the distance, you can see with this, like a, a cell tower, depending on where the trees are and some distance away from it, um, you can see how the tree has been, um, how it's reacted. And things that will affect it are things like steel roofs, because if you've got a steel roof on your house, then you are getting some protection because the, the waves will not penetrate through is, it. Is that like a corrugated iron roof? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, iron okay. steel, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm just trying to visualise, you said soup before, and that would would be right, isn't it? Because where I'm sitting right now, okay, there's a Wi-Fi signal in, in the, you know, in, in the premises. There's probably, if I, you know, did a detection thing, there's probably two or three dozen Wi-Fi um, sites that come up within 
detectable proximity. Then there's what cell phones being used all around. Then there's the radio stations that are all broadcasting. And every time an aeroplane goes over, they're, they're broadcast. So there's what electromagnetic fields everywhere. Yes. You also missed out the 4,000 or so um, satellites that um, now provide broadband from space. Oh, so Starlink, right? Yeah, which, I mean, people might get upset about that, but, hey, if you were living um, on the east coast of the North Island and Gabriel turned up, then having something like that is, is um, basically allows you to communicate. When, yeah, or having a transistor radio that can listen to AM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, for, yeah. for those people on the east yeah. coast of the North Island, that was um, a godsend that, that that was available. In fact, Noel Leeming sold out of them. Really? Because, yeah, because people were buying them because that was that was what they had to have in order to communicate. Okay, well, that was a, um, a sales bump for Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got a lot out of the Ukrainians too, eh, in the end? Yeah. Okay, so there's all these fields everywhere and they're all just going through us. Yes, and they can their health effects uh, are many, varied and wide. Um, I know a guy who's recently been diagnosed with diabetes and he doesn't fit any of the other criteria. You know, he's not overweight. He eats the right kind of food. Um, you can it can cause sorry you, type type two type two yes that's he's right not high on carbs and sugar is he no he's not he doesn't eat that sort of stuff which is why okay. he doesn't fit the the typical profile um, you can also get headaches um, nausea brain fog heart issues your DNA can get screwed with along with your sperm count memory function bone weaknesses memory function oh dear. It, it can really screw you up. There, there's um, a well-known guy called Brian Sten in the UK who was um, previously a CEO of some large company. I think he has something to do with chilled foods. I might be wrong about that. But um, he'd been using a phone, um, pre-digital phone, to analog phone, for about 15 years and on the phone a lot being a CEO and um, discovered that he ended up getting hypersensitive to a lot of the stuff so much so that the periods by which he would get a headache after using the phone would happen sooner and sooner and sooner he also noticed other things like um he used to drive a bmw and he'd get out of the car feeling awful but he never had the same problem when driving his wife's old crappy datsun okay what was the difference then it was the electromagnetic radiation in the car so somebody a few weeks ago asked about um, EMFs in electric cars. Well, it's it's really no different for any car at all. If you want to avoid electromagnetic radiation while being in a car, the solution is to not be in a car. Yeah, wait on. I'm just trying to work this out. So in the BMW that you were citing there, the case of this uh, this, this guy, um, so what would have been the source of that? Uh, was it an ICE engine? Was it the spark plugs, the electrical system yeah. of the car? The, yes, the ignition systems typically are not shielded. And then you've got everything else in the car, like the stereo, um, all the wiring for all your um, accessories and things like that. He ended up eventually going um, to use a diesel vehicle. Okay. 
and 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 an old Land Rover, I think he settled on. Right. Okay. There you go. Okay. Well, inevitably, we're going to hit five G here. We're going to we're going to talk about that, aren't we? Because that's the and that stands for generation, right? So it's the fifth generation, fifth generation. Yep. of uh, right. of mobile or whatever you want to call it uh, frequencies. And I understand it's very high frequency now, and that's why the bandwidth of it is so um, massive, speed of it so massive, but it's also very energetic, right? Yeah, so like this covers three and a half up, all the way up to 90 gigahertz. And, and what like, does that mean exactly? What does 90 gigahertz actually mean? Is that the distance between waves? It, no, um, that's the frequency in which the, the – um, the waves occur so when we i mean the, we're talking millimeter sized waves but the frequency is how often they occur so, so 90 what, 90 gigahertz that's that's a huge number isn't it i think we'll quite literally have quite a lot more people dropping in the streets 90 is massive yeah it's massive i mean 5g gives us a lot more pulsating signals multiple frequencies and angles then you add that on top of everything else that we've that we've already got. If we ever get that far, then boy, that's nasty. Do we know if there's been any? I haven't heard of any studies done in New Zealand or any any communication from our health authorities regarding um, well EMF in general, but specifically now five G and above because they're talking six G already. So presumably, frequency will go up and energy will go up even more. But there've been no warnings. There's been no no advisories on on how to behave around it. Nothing. Of course not, because guess who gets to lose out if people knew about that? Tell us. The telcos, the phone manufacturers, everyone, all all the people who've spent um, big sums of money buying frequencies so they can install their equipment to tell it, sell us a product. So that's government revenue there. They own the frequency. Well, we own not, the, they well, own not the just frequency. them, but all, all the other companies that are involved. There's a big long chain, you know. If if um, they tell us that everything is, um, I'm going to use a well-known phrase here, safe and effective, um, yeah. and they say, yes, it's safe to use. Like this woman, Penny Hargraves, I was telling you about, she was told that the fact there was a radio mask next to her house was not a problem, and she, she believes it until um, she starts noticing all these strange health effects with with her animals. The first thing she talked about was a cow when one of her paddocks just randomly went nuts and ran out to the road and got hit and killed, but they worked out that the, the cow had actually gone blind. Oh, really? Couldn't yeah. see? So the cow probably freaked out because it couldn't see anymore. Crikey. Okay, well, I'm starting to think too. There's been a huge increase Okay. Um, in autism, there's been a huge increase in anxiety and uh, mental health issues, particularly for younger people, which would time with the rollout, let's say, of this technology. Because I don't know what your age is. You don't look that much of a spring chicken. All this wasn't... Say that again. <laughs> all this, all this. well, I, I'm certainly not. All this wasn't here when I was a kid. The most you had was RT radios and trucks, radio telephones, and um, AM um, transmitters for radio stations, and the phone. 
on the wall at home. Yeah. That was it. There was nothing else. Well. But since then, as there's a been kid, all this, and there's been a plethora of other problems that seem to time with it. I'm just, I'm not trying to join dots, but I, I'm thinking about that. Well, as a kid, I spend a lot more time running around doing stuff than I imagine a lot of kids today do. Well, they've got phones up to their ears, which is next really to their heads and things like that all the time. Which is really, really bad, um, particularly Wi-Fi's in schools, because if you think about it, the the skull density, the bone thickness of of a child's skull is quite thin compared to an adult. You're saying and you get thicker as you get older. Quite literally. Yeah. 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 Um, some people also get dense as well as thick. Yeah. Uh, um, but none so, of this is taught. There's there's none of the no discussion on this. Not in official channels, but if you go and poke in the right places, then definitely. Um, like in Christchurch, there's Dr. Neil Cherry, who's a leading environmental um, scientist who's looking into, into this stuff. Um, there's Dr. Martin Powell. He, um, he's looking into the great risk for the EU, New Zealand, and US for international health. Um, there's certainly a lot of people out there. The Russians have done lots of work into this. They know all about this. The Russians. The yeah. US military know about this because everybody knows that the human body is like 70, 75, 80% water. Yeah. What do microwaves do to water? Heat it up. Yeah. To boiling sometimes. Yes. Um, by the way, we had uh, Mike Vaughan, who's a, um, a psychologist. He was on. He's also very interested in this. And, um, if people search out the replay of the two interviews we've had with Mike, uh, he will give you some information on on website a website that you can go to and find out more on that. Yeah, I've um, interacted uh, mainly overseas with U.S. military personnel at air shows and always uh, enjoy chatting with them and, and their displays. And there's a incredible awareness of EMF in the military because they deal with high powered radars. And, and, you know, it, it, you, you get in the wrong position in front of a, a radar, high-powered radar, can kill you. Yeah. Actually, like fry your insides. Yes. So they know about it. Yeah, they do. Um, there's all, for, you know, there's a whole lot of sources of um, electromagnetic radiation. There's obviously your phone and I know it's easy to say just don't have a phone, but if, if you have to have a phone, then there's smarter ways to manage it. There's, you know, turning off everything that you don't need. So turning off your GPS, your Bluetooth, um, NFC, which is near field communications, which is used for typically like things like smart pay. Um, and then you've got Wi-Fi, of course. Then, yeah, well, you could turn your Wi-Fi off at night, couldn't you? Well, you should do that definitely. Um, you should... It's better to not have it on at all, and it's better to use Ethernet wiring for everything. Yeah, my connection currently is Ethernet, but I yeah. still have the Wi-Fi on because it's handy for the phone and things like that. Well, with your phone, it's better to um, connect your phone to Ethernet too. You can buy particular off AliExpress or places like that, um, little wee dongle, you know, short cord and a little box on the end. You plug it into the USB port on your phone, and an Ethernet cable into the other one, and you can use your phone offline. The only thing that won't work in that way are regular phone calls and text messages. But hey, this is this is the modern age. No one does that anymore. People are using or should be using um, things like signal in session for encrypted communications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who makes cell phone calls anymore? Yeah, 
Uh, it's so quaint. Okay, so um, some practical advice then. We just talked about you know what you can turn off. Uh, there are also, as I understand it, containers you can put devices in that um, shield the fields, keep them within the sort of the box. That is that too obsessive? Do you think is that going no, to? No, it's not obsessive. Yeah, I mean, like um, for a lot of people, you can say, well, you know, um, I don't have these problems. Um, and for a lot of people who now suffer from it, probably once upon a time said, I don't have a problem either. And, you know, don't be indifferent because it hasn't happened to you sort of thing. And absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Um, absolutely. Um, yeah, if, you, if you've got issues, you feel a particular way, you might have been to the dock, can't find anything wrong, but it persists. That could be could be due to that. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, there's, you know, shifting the topic just a little bit, there's people who who have full-blown um, reactions to eating food with gluten in it, when up to that point, um, or prior to that point, I should say, people have been eating it fine until one day the digestive tract says, sorry, this is so inflammatory for me, I can't repair anymore, boom, you can't, you can't consume gluten food anymore. And all of a sudden, your life changes. Yeah, so you might sort of get to a threshold of exposure when when, when the adverse the adverse effects um, kick in. Okay, so it's just a matter of awareness now. With with five G, I mentioned the woo woo factor before. You, you you know you start talking about five G, and people think you're conspiracy theorist, etc. I t- I take it four G is not so good either. No, it's not. It's not, right. um, and the um, people are aware more of their smart meters now because people have been wanting to come around and upgrade the modems in them, and that's because the three G network will eventually will be turned off, and so they're replacing the modems that are in there with four G capable ones, so that they'll still work. Smart meters, no, they're not good. Um, if you're going to cover over. Um, the smart meter inside the box on the side of your house or wherever it is in order to cut down the shielding. Don't do that. And the reason you shouldn't do that is because you will stop the radiation um, coming out of the box. And instead, depending on your boxes, you just may redirect the radiation back inside the house. Through the wall through the wall, and if that's on the other side of a bedroom, then you're increasing the exposure whoever is sleeping there is getting. Yeah. The best solution is to, A, not have one, but if you do, if you can find someone to set it up, have the antenna away from the box, like on the edge of your house, so that it's away from the house. Right. And those um are typically create a mesh network so they don't have to necessarily talk all the way home they can just talk as far as the next um um, the next smart meter in order to be able to phone home eventually right and and you've got to have these things do you to if you've got a um electricity connection that's what we're talking about right um i suppose they do it for water as well uh in some places you've got to have them otherwise you're not in their system is that correct well, no. Um, there are some um, power companies, and they they vary. Whereby they will 
take out your smart meter or actually what they tend to do is just take out the modem so that because it's just an upgradable module um, so it prevents the smart meter from being able to transmit um, particularly if you're signed up with the gray power i understand that they can do that so um, that might be an avenue to explore if that applies to you. I know someone who has been able to get these disabled because they were with great they were with gray power. Yeah. Why gray power? I don't know. Is that like more of a threat to elderly people? Well, Is that gray power you're talking about, right? Yeah, great gray power gray power, I think, is in the I think there's the power company is called Gray Power. Oh, right. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's still recording the data, but it's not transmitting it. Yeah, so you sort of go back to old school, read the meter and see what how many units of electricity you've used and get charged accordingly. Okay, but the, somebody's still got to come around, do they? Well, either that or you phone them up and tell them. I mean, like with um, uh, you power You phone them up and tell them anything. I haven't used any power this month. Well, you see, the um, power shop, when you, you'd pre-buy power in these packs I'd have, and you would periodically go read your meter yourself, and on their website you, you enter in how much you've used. Okay, boy, sophisticated these days. So do we, what do we think about 5G then? No, I, we need to not, we need to not have it. But we're going to have it. It's going to be everywhere. They're putting it on every lamppost. Well, um, that's true. And, uh, and until somebody um, is honest and say, well, this is causing more harm than it is um, causing benefit, um, until that happens, the best thing to do is to expose your radiation in other ways. So that means, you know, don't use a microwave oven. I haven't had one for over 12 oh, years. Oh, really? Well, my, microwave ovens destroy nutrients in your food. No, I use it for heating up the coffee. I haven't, I haven't had a microwave for well over tw uh, 12 years, and I really don't miss it. Okay, all. but that's because of EMF. Because of, yeah, because of microwaves and, and what they do to food and what they do to water. Just because you can't perceive with your eyes what's happened. Oh, so the to, door's not shielding it. Well, it's it's supposed to, but it, it's not it's not perfect. But even if it was shielding it, and even if you weren't even in the room, what's happening to the food and the water that's inside the, inside the machine while it's running? Is it like irradiating it? Yeah. I read somewhere that microwaves are the result of came out of world war ii because the magnetron was invented to detect submarines because it could penetrate the water to some depth and they flew around in old flying boats and detected the u-boats and that i believe is where the magnetron came from which is what makes the microwave the microwave yes that's what they yeah, have yeah i'm probably wrong but that's uh, i think i read that somewhere so they're putting 5g in everywhere but that's because it's great for surveillance, isn't it? Yeah, it's good for that. And the power output is certainly greater. But the downside is that it's um, so the data throughput is higher, but it's over a shorter, a shorter distance, which means you need to have another network node closer. So, like uh, the lower. That's why those, the, the, the spacing of them is so close. Yes. Right. Well, they're not going to give that up. Uh, not without a fight. Yeah, who's going to who's going to fight? The World Health Organization. Um, I'm trying to think when they said this, 2012, 2013, that um, 
Wi-Fi, EMF and all that kind of stuff was a class 2B uh, carcinogen, which I think sticks it into the same category as exhaust fumes from, you know, from cars and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's recognized at that level, but it's actually a whole lot worse. So I think we, we need to talk about other ways that people can try to counteract um, the exposure. So it's it's a, either not having Wi-Fi at all, or if you do use it at home, shut it off when anyone's asleep because your sleep must be restorative. Uh, Why do you think it interferes with sleep? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely it does. Oh, that's um, interesting. Particularly okay. like the um, the pineal gland in the brain, it, it yep. can be susceptible to that. So also don't charge your phone, even if turned off in your bedroom. That's because, what I do. Yeah, well, don't. Um, or if you're going to make it sure it's on the furthest place in the room away from you. So because, how far should it be away then? Well, it should be in another room, really. Okay. But right. but it's 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 the um, dirty electricity you get from the um, power supply that is charging the phone. And if you've got that next to your bed and your bed's got metal springs in it and you've got a whole bunch of other things like PowerPoints and stuff, those coils um, are basically you are sleeping on a um, – well, they can amplify. Coils can amplify, can't yeah. they? Yeah. So you are sleeping on an electric field, basically. <laughs> Gosh. So try and have have your bed away from PowerPoints. Um, have the clock radio away from your head on the other side of the room is better. And if um, there's a, a special paint you can buy, it's not cheap, to be fair. It's T98 metallic paint. It's actually tested by the German military to actually work. So it's basically a black metallic paint, um, which no one wants black in their bedroom usually. Um, but you can repaint over top of it or wallpaper it, and it will it will dramatically shut down the amount of EMF that you'll be exposed to while you're sleeping. Does it absorb it? Um, no, it reflects it, so it stops it from coming into the room. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, and there's this other for for Windows. I can't think of the name of it, but it's it's kind of looks like a very thin looking cheesecloth that you can stick across the windows, which it looks like neck curtains basically. Yeah, and and that um, does the same thing too. So it's semi transparent, like a neck curtain, and that will uh, reduce the amount of radiation. I've seen with my own eyes the effects that that has. Um, I, I had a guy come round to my place. His name's uh, Rob Noble. He has a website, spectrumanalysis.co.nz, and he does work um, with GeoVital. Um, GeoVital's website is geovital.com, and uh, he did a an assessment of the whole house, and he held this uh, mesh stuff up to the window, and the amount of radiation coming in from out of the window from the neighbor's house, it just dropped off substantially. Wow. It was it was a night and day difference. It, it, it was. Do they make clothes out of that stuff? Yeah, you can. Yep. So you can get clothing that lowers EMF. Or just have it made into the form of clothing. Yeah. Because that would be one way to combat it out in the environment, wouldn't it? Yes. Yep. Okay, sort of like and, having a little cage around you. Yeah, and you can also like if you if you for anyone who's still got a cordless phone in their house, um, 
you, that's basically a miniature cell phone tower. The less bad version of cordless phones are eco-decked phones. So when they're sitting in the cradle, they're not broadcasting continuously. It, they only start to broadcast when, you, when the phone answers and you take it out of the cradle and you use it as a phone. So leave it in the cradle. Leave it in the cradle. If you've got an eco-decked phone, but if you haven't and you've just got a regular one, then, as I say, that that broadcasting all the time, even when in the, in the sitting in the cradle. Wow. Okay. I mean, the um, decked phones at a, at a range of about four meters produces roughly 600 microwatts per square meter. Now, lower down than that, around 1,000 microwatts per square meter, you begin to get disorders of the immune system. Okay. Gee. And even much, much lower than that, at four microwatts per square meter, it's enough to start to begin to decline in the quality of sleep you're getting. Boy, I'm starting to think about the quality of my sleep now. Yeah. And I don't, it, I don't know. It, it's, yeah. Been, it's been measured at a, at a rate of about 40,000 microwatts per square meter. You can visually see a reduction um, in the time um, children move around, you know, they move slower in the classroom. Oh, so it slows them down. Yeah. Um, you get lower memory function as well. So, I mean, you know, some of those stuff like memory function, you get brain fog that can be caused, you know, by um, eating the wrong kinds of foods, particularly like gluten, for example. But at the same time, um, you could be affected by this too. Well, what sort of power does Wi-Fi have? Per what do you say? Per square meter? Per, uh, yeah, it is per square meter. So uh, I can't remember. I mean, you, off the top of your head, you probably don't know, but but no, every but classroom would have Wi-Fi in it, wouldn't they? But you see, even oh, absolutely. And even if it were low, whatever low looked like relative to something else, the fact that you're being hit by it all the time day in, day out, and if you have it turned on while you're sleeping, you're still getting hammered by it. It's like, yeah. it's, it's yeah. like you, know, you know, you could smoke a cigarette, smoke two cigarettes, and it won't do anything to your health. But if you keep doing it, then over time, you're going to start seeing issues um, popping up. Yeah, one or two, but yeah, consistently, well, we know what happens in the end. We do. Um, here's the woo-woo question. I'm sure people are wondering, is it, are they going to mention this? Is there, do you think, well, maybe it's not a personal opinion, but people are talking about a link between 5G and the vaccine. The frequencies that 5G um, uh, operates at, so the graphene um, oxide that's typically in, in it does. So always... we confirm that that's in it? Or is there I enough can't... evidence to, to suggest that it might be? I would say so, yes, um, and consider that uh, I read a while ago that, um, and I remember the quote, it was, um, scientists don't know what 6G looks like, but they want to use the human body as network nodes. Oh, okay. So part so, of the network. So your human body that, I mean, think about it, your human, the body you get around in on planet Earth yeah. Is the only home you'll ever truly have. True. And if it's busted, you've got problems. 
Yeah, unwittingly being part of being a node of a network. And um, there's all kinds of sources by which graphene oxide can be introduced into your body, just not by any kind of scientific experimental substance delivered in a syringe. Okay, there we mentioned it. Okay, folks, we mentioned it. And you heard Stephen's reaction to that. Okay, anything more to say about uh, EMF? Do we re- come back and revisit it? Is there more to say? We've pretty well there covered is, it. Yeah, there certainly is more to say, and I imagine there'll be uh, a substantial amount of feedback. There so will be probably more fin- than probably more than EVs. Probably more than EVs. Um, I'll I'll probably finish off by saying that um, phones um, have a thing called a SAR rating. It's a specific absorption rate. So it's the amount of radiation that particularly one gram of body tissue can absorb. Um, Just know that those, as far as I can tell, those SAR ratings are complete and total load of bollocks. And the radiation that phones will um, emit is far, far higher than they claim. I also have not been able to find any evidence by which they based SAR ratings on. It almost feels like someone said, oh, what's a safe number? Or I don't know, how about this one? Yep, okay, sounds good. Don't want to spook the horses. Don't want to spook the horses. Bringing it back to where we started. Yes, horse. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, Presumably the telco bosses use their devices, though. Yeah. You know, so that they don't seem to think there's a problem. Well, the people who way back in the beginning who invented all the stuff, who got exposed to this all the time, um, had health issues, and so much so that the companies, the um, phone companies, had um, put shielding in their houses for them. Oh, okay. So they, yeah. So there was awareness. So yeah, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. So there's like um, an admission that this happens. All right. If anyone has anything to say, comments, questions, whatever relating to this chat in Tech Tuesday EMF, feel free to get in contact. Okay. So let's see what comes in. Um, if we were to do more, which we probably will on EMF, what haven't we talked about? Well, for starters, we haven't talked about LED lighting and oh, the massive LEDs. effects that those have. Yep. I hadn't given any thought to that while we were chatting. They're starting to crop up everywhere. Oh, they're a doozy. Okay, so definitely LED lighting next Tech Tuesday, right? Absolutely. And thanks again, Stephen Sykes, Tech Tuesday here at RCR. Thanks. You're welcome. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.